Hello and welcome back to the Find Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get closer to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet in life. Welcome to episode 62 and today it's just Grace. I'm going to be taking you through gratitude, how having an attitude of gratitude can save your life, can turn it around and have such a significant improvement on your mental and physical well-being. There's so much information out there now of scientific and psychological evidence backing up the huge impact that a simple gratitude practice can have on our day-to-day mental and physical well-being. It's an underrated practice. We all know what it is and we all know we should do more of it. And this episode is going to inspire you and motivate you to start cultivating more gratitude in your life. Having a simple daily gratitude practice can have such a huge improvement on your mental health. But if you've been struggling with your mental health recently, we recommend going to therapy. And we're really proud that we're partnered up with BetterHelp, who provide a professional, secure online counseling service for millions of people all over the world. BetterHelp will set you up with a therapist in under 48 hours. And their therapists have a huge range of expertise. They're all really highly qualified. So whatever you're struggling with at the minute, if it's anxiety, depression, grief, anything, or if you just want to learn some more about yourself, feel a bit blocked, there's somebody on that platform that can help you. And even if it turns out you don't like the therapist they've matched you with, you can actually change for free as many times as you want until you're happy with who you've got. But BetterHelp is a professional, secure online counseling service and it is available for clients all over the world. You can easily access your account at any time and contact your therapist and you'll always receive a really quick response. You can easily set up weekly video or phone sessions with your therapist, however you feel comfortable communicating with your therapist. There's options for you to do that. You can do it on email, you can do it in a chat box, you can do it on the phone or you can do it on video calls. Whatever you're the most comfortable with, they'll work around you. But there's no traveling to appointments, there's no awkward waiting rooms. All you need to do is have an internet connection, a computer, sit at home in your com- in, in your relaxed, comfortable environment and you can get the professional support you need from a licensed counsellor. Another amazing thing about BetterHelp is it's significantly more affordable than your traditional offline counselling. Just to give you a picture on the price, last time I went to face-to-face therapy was about a year and a half ago and I was paying £200 per session, whereas with BetterHelp, it's going to cost you about £50 per session. But they're also really kindly giving our listeners an extra 10% off their first month of therapy. So your first month is going to cost you about £40 per session. So to access this discount, all you need to do is go to the link betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. That's betterhelp.com forward slash find your feet. I've left the link in the show notes. You can just scroll down there, click through, easily get started, fill out the questionnaire and you'll be set up with a therapist in just two days. But there's no shame in therapy. I've done it multiple times in my life. It's been such a game changer for me. You are so worth investing in to get the support if you need it. It's the most common thing that most of us do when we wake up in the morning is we grab our phones. We check in with our messages our emails, our social media feeds, straight away we're hooked into the world and our mind is on what everyone else is doing, what we need to do. And we rarely take any time in the morning to actually just ground ourselves, and really just take take a minute to recognize where we are, how do we feel and take stock of what we're grateful for. We go straight away, we go on, we're on Instagram, we're scrolling through the feed, looking at everybody else's life. The algorithm is just showing us everybody's highlight reel, all these amazing things everyone's been up to. Can you imagine how different our day would be, or just our life in general, if when we were scrolling on Instagram, the algorithm was showing us our own life? 
memories, events, awards, happy times, holidays, just small, simple moments, coffee from your favorite coffee shop. Imagine if the algorithm feed that you look at every morning was just showing you a post of something from your own life that brought you joy, that you feel grateful for. How happy would we be? We'd be so happy. (laughs) But we just go and we look at everybody else's life on Instagram and wherever else, all Facebook, all our other social medias. We check in with everybody else's life and look at how amazing their life is before we even look to ours and taking stock of ours. And social media is like the lens through how we perceive the world, especially through these pandemics. What I found really interesting is we're at home. The only source of connection we have is through our phones because we can't really see our friends. We've hardly been able to see our friends and extended members of family and colleagues for over for a full year now, over a year. And we've been spending a lot more time on our phones because that is our source of connection. That's how we check, that's how we that's how we stay in contact with all our friends. So our phone, our screen time will be significantly higher over the last year than probably it was the year prior when we were in, in an office and we were out and about and we weren't having to connect through our phones as much as we do now. So because we're on our phones so much more, we're on social media so much more. And because all we see now is our own four walls of our houses and maybe the surrounding neighborhood around it, social media has be- become even more this lens through how we perceive the world because we aren't out in the real world world at the minute. We're all at home. So it's really, really become how we perceive the world. So what we perceive in the world as is everybody else's highlight reel, their amazing, amazing moments, all their wins, because no one goes on there and plasters when they feel like crap. And when they've lost, we're looking at everybody else's highlight reel so much more. I think the need for gratitude is actually driven up um, and that need for a disconnect and to actually just take take a step back and consciously actively spend the time. What are you grateful for? Because we are sucked into our phones so much more looking at other people's lives and connecting with other people because we aren't getting that, that human connection as much. So we're craving it through our phones because that's the only way we can really get it right now. Other than maybe a random walk in the park with your friend every now and then, we aren't getting the daily social interaction from humans that we used to get that we crave. And I think sometimes people disregard gratitude as well and they class it as putting it into that category of spiritual bypassing and toxic positivity, two phrases that I don't like and I don't, I don't subscribe to them. You are self-aware enough to know when you are just being ungrateful and lacking gratitude and being in a lack mindset and not acknowledging all the amazing things in life, you're just not watering your own grass, you're looking at everybody else's grass. Versus when you have genuine pain and trauma and whatever that needs to be seen and worked through you know when you need to pull on gratitude to raise your mindset versus when you actually have something that you need to work through I don't think gratitude is spiritual bypassing or toxic positivity I think the way our brains are wired we look for negativity we look for danger because that keeps us safe so we are wired to see that negativity bias we're wired to look for more negative things we have to actively invite gratitude into our life and train our brain to seek gratitude I do not think that people that are actively seeking out what's good in their life, what's good in the world is toxic positivity and that they're just covering up 
real pain and not working through their shadows just with a bit of gratitude. I don't agree with that. Don't subscribe to that. Gratitude on a scientific level literally improves your brain. It improves your mind on a scientific level. Gratitude releases dopamine, which is the feel-good chemical in our brain. That's what we get when we eat chocolate, when we laugh with our friends, when we get likes on Instagram, all that stuff. We're getting dopamine. Gratitude is a much healthier source to be getting dopamine from rather than from, you know, instant gratification of Instagram likes and things like that. Gratitude is a much better source of dopamine. Having a regular gratitude practice, committing daily to, it doesn't need to be a big deal. It doesn't need to be hard. It can take 20 seconds of your time. You could speak it out loud. You could write in your notes on your phone. You could journal it down on a bit of paper, whatever works for you. But practicing, actively voicing out, writing down and stating what you're grateful for every day creates new neuropathways in your brain. It's neuroplasticity. We can rewire our brain to look for the good, to feel grateful for what we have, which is in turn going to improve our physical and mental well-being. Our brains take 66 days to create a new neuropathway that then becomes unconscious and automatic. So it's only going to take you 66 days of work, 66 days of a commitment to just saying three things every day that you're grateful for, for it to become unconscious and automatic process within your brain where you will actively have a brain that is actively seeking things to be grateful for and recognizing what to be grateful for and seeking out what's worked well, what's been good. It's only 66 days. I'm sure over the next 66 days, you probably complain about at least three things a day. Whether you voice it or not, you have at least three negative thoughts a day, at least complain about something, moaning about something. So you'd have the time, you have the time over the next 66 days to write down and voice out or just acknowledge three things that you are grateful for to allow your brain the time to create that new neuropathway where it's actively seeking gratitude on an unconscious and automatic level. So you don't even really need to think about it anymore. You will just be on that high vibrational state because that is where your neuroplasticity is shaped to. In our super ambitious, productivity obsessed society that we live in now, and just how busy we all are with everything that's going on, we often live with our heads so far in the future that gratitude does not have an opportunity to show up by itself. So that's why we need to do their work to actively invite it in so that then it can become on that level where it becomes unconscious and automatic. I'm reading a book at the minute called Happy Sexy Millionaire by Stephen Bartlett. It's amazing, really recommend it. We're going to be putting a book review about it on our Instagram soon if you want to know some more about it. So come and follow us at Find Your Feet Podcast to see that post that's going to be coming in the next few days. But I'm reading his book at the minute. And for anyone that doesn't know who he is, he's got his own podcast, Diary CEO. I'm sure you guys will have heard of him. You probably listened to his podcast. And some of you might be reading the book as well. But he is a millionaire, as the title of the book says. But he started his business really young. And after a few years, his business then got floated on the stock exchange and overnight his net worth went up to be one of the richest under 30s at that time the company was valued at like 200 million dollars so automatically his net worth went up so he's one of the richest under 30s in the UK and when that happened that morning that that all happened he said that he felt nothing he felt numb 
It was so underwhelming. He felt nothing. And he'd been working into the ground for years to get to that point where he could feel like a happy, sexy millionaire. That's what he wanted to be. But when he got to that point where by definition, that's what he was, he felt nothing until he took a minute to go back, look at where he, where it all started, recognize how far he's come to then actually invite that gratitude in, which then made that achievement and that situation have a profound effect on him to then for him then to realize, wow, okay, feel gratitude for it. He had to actively invite the gratitude in. It was, it didn't even just walk in even at that point then when he'd literally become what society says is the absolute pinnacle of everything to become super rich, self-made millionaire at such a young age. And I admire him for being open and honest about that in his book because so many people would not want to actually admit that that's how they felt. But somebody who has achieved everything that our society says will make you happy, but you still didn't feel happy and grateful at the time of getting it, just shows that it's not those things that are going to bring us happiness. We have to actively practice gratitude daily for what we have to experience happiness. Now, that doesn't mean that if you have big dreams and big goals to maybe become a multimillionaire, to start a business, all these big ambitions that I know so many of you guys have, just because you have those, and Stephen got that and he didn't. it didn't make any difference to his happiness and he thought it would, doesn't mean that you should then abandon your, abandon your dreams and your goals and your visions. Absolutely don't. What his lesson is and what I'm telling you today and what we all need to be doing is practicing gratitude for every step of the journey. Celebrate all of your wins. Be grateful for your losses that taught you the lessons you need to know. Like we need to be grateful for all our small steps. And in this world of social media where people are announcing their wins all the time, it can make your win feel small. So when you move forward to a goal that in the past you were like, I'll be happy when I get to there, I'll be so proud when I get to there. By the time you get there, there'll be someone else that's further ahead of you that you look at, competition that that you look at, and they'll be further ahead of you. And that, if you're looking at everybody else's grass and not watering your own, will make you not want to celebrate your win that you before when you wrote down that's one of your goals you at that point would have felt amazing achieving that every time you achieve something new there's always something more to achieve and there's always somebody else that's done more than you that's also shouting about their win so it makes you feel like you don't want to shout about yours but you should shout about it you should be grateful for every step of your journey and celebrate all of your wins me and Abby do all the time we we will never let the process of building this podcast into what we want to be, how it grows, the new audience members that come through, come to our workshops, the new guests that agree to come on, all these people we admire and invite on when they say yes. And we celebrate all of those. We celebrate all of our wins because what on earth is the point in any anything that you're doing as you're striving towards goals? We've got big dreams and visions for this podcast, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to celebrate every step and every small win along the way. Even if other people are ahead of us, there's always going to be people ahead of us. But if we don't celebrate our wins now and feel grateful for them now, what is the point? There's no point <laughs> in, in doing any of it. You've got to celebrate every step of your journey along the way. Honestly, who cares if your win isn't as big as the guy over the road? That isn't your road. Take care of your own grass and it will get greener. If you keep staring at everybody else's grass on the internet and all your competitors and all that stuff, your grass will die or go brown, crispy and horrible. You need to water your own grass and your grass will get greener. And the universe 
It gives those who are grateful more things to be grateful for. So as you go forward into the day now and the following day and the following day, I want you to celebrate your small wins. I just want you to celebrate every step. I want you to celebrate your losses and where you failed because they were your lessons that are going to help you grow and get you to where you need to be. I want you to be actively inviting gratitude into your life. Do it for 66 days and create that new neuropathway. You have the power to transform your brain. Neuroplasticity, you can put the power back in your hands. You can create neuropathways that are unconscious and automatic, that seeking things to be grateful for, that seeking what's working, seeking what's going right in your life. So it doesn't even need to become a big effort for you to do it anymore. Just commit 66 days and see what happens. Start by just writing down three things that you're grateful for in the morning or before you go to bed at night. Think about three things that went well that day. You don't even need to write down. You can just close your eyes and think about it, but just commit to doing it and see the difference that it can make in your mental and your physical well-being. But thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it inspired you to cultivate an attitude of gratitude because remember, those who are grateful get given more things to be grateful about. If you want to learn more about gratitude and how it can impact your manifesting powers, come and join us on the 25th of April, 6pm GMT, live on Zoom for the manifesting webinar. This is the first time we've done an online workshop all about manifesting. It's going to be amazing. We're going to be taking you through the seven steps of manifesting, the science behind manifesting, because it is a lot to do with the neuropathways in your brain. So we're going to be taking you through the science and the spiritual elements of manifesting to give you all the tools you need to manifest whatever you want into your life. The tickets are available on our website, findingyourfeetpodcast.com. The link to get your ticket is in the show notes. Thank you so much to everybody who's already bought their ticket. There's a good group of people come in. It's going to be a beautiful night, a beautiful community event where the energy is always so high at our workshops. I'm really excited to connect with you guys and teach you the magic of manifesting. If you have any questions about the webinar, you know where to find us. Just come follow us on Instagram at Finding Your Feet Podcast and send us a DM and we'll get straight back to you. But thank you so much for joining me in this episode today, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.